Blitz is defined as a sudden savage attack. It is indeed all this. The effect is sure. The premise is simple. It's a basic primal confrontation, man to man. No excuses are offered. None except. Welcome to the latest edition of Longhorn Blitz with Horns247.com. Looks like a radio station. Now, here are your hosts, lifetime Longhorn Rod Babers. Pure athlete, yeah. I transcend race, hombre. Matt Butler. I don't talk <laughs> man. I back it up. And we are talk full of that, man. Damn right. And Jeff Howe. It's still real to me, damn it. <laughs> and that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. If you're going to blitz, come strong, but don't come at all. Coming strong with a huge edition of Longhorn Blitz with Horns 24-7. This is obviously one of the biggest weeks we've had in the history of this show. So we're not going to waste any time and we'll get right into it. He is the master of the soundboard, the drop machine extraordinaire, Matt Butler. How are you, sir? Doing pretty well. How about yourself? I'm wonderful. And lifetime Longhorn 2002 UTL America 2002 semifinalist for the Jim Thorpe Award. Fourth round draft choice of the New York Giants in 2003. Spent his NFL career with the Giants, Lions, Bears, Bucks, Broncos, and a year with the Hamlets, Tiger Cats, and the CFL. When he was done with football, got himself back to Austin, Texas, and the 40 Acres where he earned his degree. Whenever that T-ring comes in, he will wear it proudly. Nevertheless, he's a card-carrying member of DBU, and he's an All-American, so he's got that black card. Number 21 in your program, number one in your hearts, Mr. Rod Babers. Rod, What's how are up, you? Bro? I'm doing great, man. Let's get it on. Let's get it on. Absolutely. So go. We've got to talk the Louisiana Tech win. We're obviously going to be heavy with Texas and LSU. A couple of top ten teams getting ready to duke it out at DKR on Saturday. We'll hear from Barton Simmons. Barton is the director of scouting at 24-7 Sports, and he covers college football for CBS Sports. We'll hear from Barton. Also, we'll hear from Mike Roach, the recruiting editor at Horns 24-7, my coworker who will go over what is shaping up to be a huge, a massive list of visitors, especially in that 2021 class where there should be some good battles between Texas and LSU on the recruiting trail. And we'll do predictions all kinds of stuff. I know Rod has done a deep dive on Joe Brady. I, I made a just a off the cuff comment about just a quick observation I made, and Rod just went full on into Joe Brady. So I want him to make sure he's got plenty of room <laughs> to get all this Joe Brady information out there with this LSU offense. First off, before we get do anything else, thank you everybody so much for your continued support of the show. Apple Podcast, Google Play. Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcast. Don't forget to like us and leave us a review. Your support is very much appreciated. Also, uh, Mike and the guys at Last Stand Hats will be out and about this weekend, laststandhats.com. They'll take care of all your game day needs. Seeing a lot of Last Stand wear uh, when I was out on Bevo Boulevard on Saturday heading to the stadium. So make sure you get to laststandhats.com and or you know, find Mike on Twitter right. and look for him. Uh, he'll be around the stadium uh, on Saturday, and uh, really any time you need uh, anything, just go over to the folks at LastStandHats.com, and they'll take care of you. All right, guys, let's go ahead and get into it. Texas wins 45-14 over Louisiana Tech. Uh, you know, it's, it's one of those deals, Rod. Thinking about this game, big picture, I said what this needs to be is the kind of game that if you're just a random college football fan, you're not a diehard Texas fan, you should just be able to look at like the AP top 25 and say, number 10 Texas, uh, they beat Louisiana Tech 45-14. Cool, that's what you expect the number 10 team in the country to do. We all, Everybody's got psychological issues around this place because of the two Maryland losses. But, you know, and, and Rob, we actually talked about you know, Louisiana Tech, they do have talent. And, and this was a team that, that did go to Baton Rouge last year and gave LSU a game they were in for a long time. Amen. They were never in this game. No, not really. Yeah, and they couldn't find a way to get their best players to football, too. I mean, and I said going into this game, I thought watching film, uh, Jaquist Dancy was one of their better running backs. He didn't see the football a lot. Adrian Hardy, we've all talked about him and how spectacular he had been last season. That was his breakout season. They didn't find a way to get him the football until the second half. I want to say it was like seven minutes mm-hmm. uh, left in the f- second half. Like that's, The game was pretty much over at that yeah, point. Yeah, so that's that's their fault, man. They should have got those guys. And early on, the crazy, the crazy thing was they were actually, you know, they were, they were moving the ball, like throwing the football, kind of attacking the edges for Texas. Uh, they just can never get into a groove, and their 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 special teams, which we talked about, was atrocious. 
came back to haunt them. Every time they got a little bit of momentum, it was killed by their special team. Including, when's the last time we saw Texas look really good on a kickoff return and bust a nice kick return? Hey, man, it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah, you saw that with Devin Duvernay. I'm with you, man. That was right there. You saw the immediate return on that investment. That's the longest there. kickoff return Texas has had since the 2017 season. That's crazy. Yeah, I know that ESPN <laughs> has some new metrics this year, and if That's you crazy. look at the ratings across offense, defense, and special teams, uh, it was Texas graded out one of the best in the nation. It was like a 90 7.1 on special teams. There you go. And I, I said that's one of the hidden advantages in that game mm-hmm. in Texas. I would think dominated them on special teams in every respect. Yeah, yeah. E- even though, I mean, Cameron Dicker did miss a field goal, Louisiana Tech's kicker missed two. You missed two. And, Rod, let's talk about the Louisiana Tech offense against the Texas defense because that's where we can get into some meaty discussion, uh, even though you know we won't stay on Louisiana Tech too, too long. No, we won't. But we got a review. Right. But, you know, when I look at that, that Louisiana Tech offense against that Texas defense, they did have some success moving the ball between the 30s, really, but it's almost like that Texas defense, it, it, it kind of reminded me of like the way Gene Chizik used to coach defense, the way mm-hmm. Greg Robinson used to coach defense. It's almost like the closer you get to the red zone, defending the red zone, it's almost like you get a heightened sense of urgency. Well, I think it feels shrinks for you, so it makes things easier, right? You don't have to as much the field to defend. Exactly. And I think in the modern age of football, as we've talked about on this show, situational football is what matters. I know right. some Longhorn fans were upset that they, you know, Texas, they gave up a lot of passing yards. Mm-hmm. And I, was like, I don't you know, really care about that. Yeah, I was like, don't, don't, don't look at that. Football is so situational now. So you want to look at third down defense, you want to look at red zone defense, you want to look at fourth down defense, and you want to look at turnovers. And if you're up by 30, they're going to have inflated passing yards. Yeah, so, and I think the turnovers to me, that's what, to me, that's a Todd Orlando defense performing at its highest level because ultimately I believe all the deception, all the disguise, all the pressure and the speed that he puts on the field it's all to force yep. turnovers. That's the cheat code for Todd Orlando. Mm-hmm. And when you're doing that, to hell with the yards, to hell with everything. Yeah. You're getting your your offense back to football. Yeah, a less sophisticated version of that in the Big 12, we saw it several years ago with that Bill Young defense at Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, State. Exactly where right. they were, I, I want to say they had 44, 45 takeaways the year they won the Big 12 yeah. in 2011. They weren't even worried about the situation. Right? They're just like, look, if we just get this offense with Brandon Whedon and Justin Blackman, just get them an extra possession or two, you got a good chance to win the ball yeah. game. But, you know, I go back to the red zone, though, and kind of Texas bowing their neck in the red zone. Uh, uh, you know, I, 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 when you look at, again, kind of those hidden yards and, and, and situational statistics, yeah. fourth down stops, those are as good as turnovers to me. In my, and Texas had two of those. And we know, especially in the Big 12, if you hold somebody to a field goal, that's as good as a stop. And when those field goals are missed, hell, you can count those as turnovers too. So there were really, if you count the three turnovers, the two fourth down stops, plus the two missed field goals, that's seven times you got the offense the ball back yep. without giving up anything. Totally agree. Yeah, and I think that's how you got to look at it. Your the, the definition of defense has to change. The yardage. And uh, hold on, we got the uh, LSU, and I was kind of look at the, uh, the, the yardage that LSU gave up to Louisiana Tech. LSU gave up 330 passing yards to Louisiana Tech and 21 points in week four. Texas gave up, uh, I want to say, 340 passing yards yep. and 413 total yards. Uh, I think LSU gave up 417 total yards. Just just so you can have right. perspective LSU on it. LSU was a good defense last year, a they top were, defense hell, in the they, nation, You could argue they were better last year. Just in, his, in the yeah. secondary, they had Greedy and a couple of I mean, guys. basically, yeah, if you swap out Devin you know, White. Derek Stingley. Devin White. Yeah, if you swap out Derek Stingley for Greedy Williams, and it's the same secondary they have this year. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, just perspective. It's not that big a deal. Texas was in control of that game, and Todd Orlando's defense wasn't controlling and the game. And the defense was able to make yeah. big splash plays like we saw. Huge you know, splash plays. Exactly. And yeah. the fun thing was, was seeing where it was coming from. It was a lot of different names making those type of plays. And just understanding that it isn't, it's not a preconceived attack. There's going to be attack from all angles. And when you look even, say, talking about Hardy and being limited in the first half, it wasn't as if Jalen Green's following him around. That means that your other inferior no, DBs he, are yeah. making plays against him. I mean, that's big to think about him maybe not even getting the best DB and still not being able to be a part of the offense. They, they did. Tarlando was smart. There were times that I noticed, at least with Jalen Green on the boundary, because Jalen Green's mm-hmm. playing the boundary corner and the other guy, which we'll mm-hmm. talk about, is playing the field. 
they did have a safety like shaded over. You would notice like late in the play, you'd see the safety come down. Did they have a safety uh, safety shaded over, which was smart. By I mean, it's always going to shade nobody to that else side. that could beat That's you. That's why you have your strength I, yeah, on you the boundary I mean? and your guy um, like Jalen that over there. Well, it all depends because if your boundary uses your best corner, like A. McRobinson for Louisiana Tech, they played boundary and field, and he was the boundary corner. You, that's, that's what your, I'm saying. That's your Jaylen best cover Green corner, is. but you don't always get help there. The point is, it's your boundary. Yeah. You're close to the sideline. It's an easier throw, but you got more help with the boundary. The harder throw is against the field. Mm-hmm. You see those guys who get the safety help. So I think the adjustment was to move the safety to shade over Jalen Green to, uh, you know, really to shade, no, sorry, shade over Adrian Hardy, yeah. wherever he was. Mm-hmm. Like you said, I don't know where, depending on where he was in the Exactly. In the he wasn't, yeah. ne- he was sign- lining up most of the time on the field side, but there were times he lined up against Yeah, Green. that's their fault, man. Because, uh, yeah, you're right, Jalen, our best corner didn't even follow him around and you yeah. couldn't get him open. Yeah. Rod, Rod I know uh, you talk it's about f- your field and boundary corners. I know, you know, you've probably heard this, but I remember, you know, defensive coaches telling a boundary corner, Coach, where's the help defender? So that big white line right there? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's that, your help the defender. Boundary. That's, that's right. your help yeah. defender. That's your help. Exactly. I mean, I've played in that system before. So, yeah, I mean, that's usually when you're the best, you're the best cover corner, you can make more plays, you play in the boundary. But Jalen Green, by the way, He's he's legit. He's they a, tested him he's twice. A real deal. They tested him twice down hey. the field. And Rob, that's stuff you put on a training video. If yeah. you say, how do you play? Man. You know, the fade ball or the go ball, and do it in really good press man coverage with good technique. Well, that's about as good as that's you can do it. Pump and run a mm-hmm. lot of the time too. I respect it. You know, what I mean, each I know, time he and blitzed was so effective too. And he would blitz from that boundary. He was the one that tipped it. I'm sure they gave him the. Usually, you give them the option whether you want to play off. You get, you get the discretion off for bump and run. You can tell he's aggressive because he plays bump and run when he can. When he's given the option. I'm mm-hmm. playing bump and run. Yeah. yeah. So it. let's stay in the secondary. We got to talk about this cowboy package because we'd heard Love about the it. Eight DBs and. In theory, Rod, you can have this as a third and long package. And in some situations in the Big 12, you can use it as – Maybe not a base defense, but you can use it in more than just yeah, situational. situational third and long. Depend on the situation. Yeah. So talk ba- about passing down standard downs. It's almost as if this is what your yeah. passing down can be. And in the Big exactly. 12, you're going to have a lot of passing downs. Yeah. And some offenses are strictly going to be pass attack offenses. Exactly. So that could end up by your opponent being what you have 70% so, or something. So basically what it is, because everybody was wondering conceptually, well, I was wondering conceptually what's this thing going to look like. Because you know, we've seen a quarters package with seven DBs. I don't know that I've seen a package with, with eight DBs that's used extensively as Texas used theirs. Malcolm Roach over the ball, which as an athletic 290, 295-pound guy, that works. Joseph Osai and Jeffrey McCulloch flanking him basically lined up as you know four eye shades, but you know they're there to rush the passer. And then you've got DeMarvion Overshone, Chris Brown, and B.J. Foster lined up at linebacker depth, and then you're filling in the rest with your two corners, and you got Josh Thompson out there, Stearns and Jones, et cetera, et cetera. Rod, I just felt like the way that Todd Orlando was able to dial up those blitzes, and we've talked about, especially like you know when Manny Diaz was throwing a lot of funk out there, we talked about how you know, the blitzes aren't clean; it just the timing's off, and just it doesn't hit right. Every time they dialed up pressure, man, it's like it it either got there, disrupted the passer, it was clean. Uh, Brandon Jones even said after the game he was shocked, even the times he blitzed, how you know clean and free he was able to get through, but. We talked yep. about it, Rod, when I was with you on the broadcast on Monday. This Cowboy package was built for DeMarvion Overshone. When you look at the guys that are going to benefit most from this package, 31's at the top of the list. You might as well call it the Overshone package. I mean, that's where mm-hmm. he, he got in that package. He got his interception. Intercept. He also got the sack in that package. Um, and, I, and I went and tracked it. I want to say the, um, the, uh, this, the third and fourth. You look at third and fourth downs, all right, uh, that Texas had. They had 17 third and fourth downs they defended in 10 of those third and fourth down situations they used the cowboy package here's the result of those series it was a punt remember the kobe boyce premature celebration that ended up in a 25 yard reception that mm-hmm. was in the cowboy package should have been in forced incompletion uh the sack by overshone um there was a missed tackle by overshone remember that they, they went for 12 yards in the first down he didn't miss that tackle you'll probably get that stop he's in a position to another forced punt another incompletion there was a fourth and five also an incompletion so a turnover on downs there was a fourth and four they got a 13 yard um reception on that one that was a third and eight that went for an incompletion a fourth and eight that was the interception that got called back Matt as you talked mm-hmm. about with Joseph Osai also in the Cowboy package and late in the game which means it also is going to be used as a prevent defense it was used on first down second down 
Uh, first down and the interception by Overshone was also from the Cowboy package. At that point, he had Owens in there. He had all types of DBs in there, yeah. man. It was crazy. So, honestly, to me, like in 2017, when the Lightning package was arguably the most effective personnel package for the defense, I would argue that this in the Big 12 situationally, as Matt pointed out, against passing teams, depending on how you want to schematically game plan it, this is going to end up being their most effective defensive package. And could be and the most used. you want to see it more because that means they're in third and long situations. Exactly. Like you're up big in games and they're forced to pass. And it's when Orlando gets to weaponize his defensive backs, which he's already done. And it's time it's Texas. Like there's, I believe, no other school finished in the top five for DB Havoc for oh, each man. of the last two years. And both of the times it was Orlando. And then you have even more toys fitting into that. And now you get to recruit kids and actually show them on the field field what the pieces you brought in and you can promise things to kids but when they actually get to see it in action it's a whole nother level and you know you talked about a couple missed tackles and like that was sort of only the thing that worried me a tiny bit when watching this team while you watch LSU and how they like to attack because their whole goal sort of a mirror of what we saw from Texas early on and getting the ball out to the playmakers in space and comes into those one-on-one battles and that's why you love this package so much because you know if you have seven DBs out there, if you're talking about guys in one-on-one in the modern spread against highly skilled players in short spaces, you want to have as many of those guys that can make those plays on defense, and there's seven or eight of them out there for Texas in this package. Totally agree. Right, I think the guy that surprised me the most outside of Jalen Green was Joseph Osai. And yep. we mm-hmm. saw in the spring how you know we know obviously about him you know running on the wheel route with Jordan Whittington, and but it's one thing to see that in a spring game and say, okay, can that carry over and translate to the regular season when you're in a game against somebody in a different color jersey? And it, yeah. it, it's not conventional for him to be 6'4", 250, 255, and as long as he is to to be able to turn his hips and, and move the way he does. Man. But, man, he does it. Yeah. And whatever package you're running, you're a cowboy, lightning, whatever – 46 has to be on the field. Stays on the field. He's that chess piece. He's like the queen. He yeah. can do everything. He stays on the field. And I think that if you're Todd Orlando, that's exactly what you needed with from this linebacking core. You know, we thought, you know, coming in Jeffrey McCulloch, you know, he'd be your guy who brings the veteran experience. We didn't know about a day away, but at least he was consistent. You needed somebody to step up and be a playmaker in that position group. Remember, that was a concern for mm-hmm. us. Who's going to be that guy? Right. No longer have to worry about that. That guy jumps off the screen. Yeah. And that's He's what makes that your guy. team so good when yeah. you have your five it, it, stars and then you well, have that guy come up and join well, at that group. No question. But And that, what makes him special is, though, he can play – you can go the four-man front and he can be your outside DN. You'll notice at times <laughs> basically Taquan Graham's playing D-tackle. Mm-hmm. They're basically playing a four-man front with Osai at DN and maybe uh, Roach at DN, Keandre Coburn at D-tackle, and basically um, you know, Taquan Graham is so tight, he's basically playing another D-tackle. You know what I mean? And that's what you can do with Osai. Or you can drop him back because he's a freak. Right? He's like a wilder beast out there. You, mm-hmm. can, you can drop him back in coverage, and he can run. He can run with guys that you need. He can defend running backs. He's the guy. He was, he's the perfect chess piece uh, for the title Lando defense. It, it's hard. Never has to leave the field. I, I'm not making this comparison. Him and Malcolm Roach. I'm him. not making this direct comparison, but when I see his body type and just see how he runs – it kind of reminds me, like, you know, we talk about linebacker because I think that really on defense is really the toughest position in recruiting to go evaluate and try to project and figure out what you need. But as a Cowboys fan, I look at it I'm like, wouldn't everybody just love to have, like, Leighton Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith? Like, because those are, oh, in yeah. today's game, you like, that's your, to have a, yeah, that's your like ideal that. inside linebacker group. And yeah, I, just good luck. Think, I just think Joseph Osai, when I look at Leighton Van Der Esch and I look at Joseph Osai, I'm like, at the college level, yeah, he's that same type of guy where he never has to leave the field, and you can just put him at that second level. And, and yeah, it does look kind of unconventional, but he can go chase it down. Yeah. No, I think, uh, again, and we'll see against LSU because that'll be the test of the hybrid, right? Can you defend up against the power running game and guys who are in NFL caliber guys and also be able to cover the ultimate speed in space because LSU will now test that. I think Joseph Osai, that's a that's – 
Like that's a godsend, and, yeah. and it's it's perfect for a guy <laughs> really like is. Orlando. Whenever you see with the fit for the conference first, but like as Jeff said, it's an un, what is viewed or looked at from just generic football terms as an unconventional play. Yet in Orlando, it's a perfect fit, and he seemed pretty confident that this guy he wasn't worried about this position grouping that something would work, and just being able to identify and even if it isn't say the the norm or the popu- popular pick or idea to go and put the person like this in that situation there never seemed to be any hesitancy or anything from the texas staff they see identify and develop and then they put out there and empower and let them go play rod doesn't that crack you up when you hear people say stuff like nfl personnel guys like i'd love to have two linebackers like the cowboys have wouldn't everybody everybody would love that that'd be great <laughs> yeah they don't make guys like that those are no, freaks exactly you know what i mean um especially in the modern age of football and they don't make them like joseph osai man it's like i said just well, well now you got like like you said overshown he's the key to that that Cowboy package. Joseph Osai, you could argue now, is the key to your 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 dime, your lightning, and your even your nickel package. Yeah, your base because mm-hmm. you know you're you know, you can and honestly I think the base defense is gonna end up becoming the dime package, honestly. The lightning package. Yeah. I think ultimately in the end, if you look at it, basically first down, he tried to come out with the three three five, but most of the time he ended up deciding going three, with two, the three six. two six and going with the dime defense, and then every thir- almost every third down that he got him in third and medium or long, he went with the cowboy defense of eight dbs. So I think ultimately, just like in twenty seventeen, the lightning package was your base. This will become the base, especially once you get deep into Big Twelve play, especially when you see more from those safeties, more from Overshone, more from Chris Brown, more from B.J. Foster, more from Josh Thompson. You're gonna go well, hell. I got to get these guys on the field. Yeah. Yes, Osama Sai stays on the field, but do you really want to take guys off the field for? I, I love a day away, but man, at this point, it's about playmakers on the field. Exactly. Overshawn's going to force his way on the field. Your best he's 11. balling out in the Cowboys package. Well, and I think package. that when you talk about this dime package you know I mean? or the Cowboy package, th- that may be your best eleven. If you were looking at yeah. getting your best eleven on the field, and you have a good grouping, and you can go to the other grouping, say that's a linebacker heavy one if needed in certain situations, if it uh, played Dick it or if say your best 11 aren't performing that well but that might be the one that actually has the best 11 playmakers and that's the goal i think the best 11 are with 3d linemen because i i do like taquan graham and i do like malcolm roach and i do like keandre Cole. i thought two six well that dime yeah you know what i mean I, I like some of the d linemen i i like sweat out there he looked good i mean sweat played a lot sweat played a, played a lot unless yeah. you were looking at jersey numbers right i thought that defensive line did such a good job controlling the line of scrimmage Mm-hmm. Uh, unless you were really looking, you didn't even you couldn't even tell guys were subbing in and out. Uh, it's like what Jones is out there. I agree with that. Yeah, good point. No, because Ojemo played early. Savandre <laughs> Sweat got in on like the Savandre third series Sweat of the game. Yeah, uh, Jamar Chisholm in the first half. They used nine different defensive linemen in the first. I think eight in the first half. Yeah, uh, Carson played in the second half. Picked up where nine. they left off. Uh, and the Georgia. And we talked game. about that all offseason. Uh, you know, I yeah. talked to Todd Orlando about that in Houston at the, in Houston at the coaching convention and. He said basically, yeah, ideally they would like to be nine deep. They can be nine deep, even if eight and nine are only getting, you know, five. That was eight snaps a game or whatever. No, no, I agree with you. But that's just, that's a deep D line. So piggybacking up in the best 11 on the field, Josh Thompson is one of those guys in that Cowboy package. Yeah, man. And, and Rod, I don't want to spend too much time beating up Kobe Boys because I know he's taking no, the, no, no. the wrath of the fan We're base not doing this that. week. I saw I called the other corner because it's like three of those guys. They're <laughs> but, moshed into one. Which, to my point, Deshaun Jameson, I don't know if he played enough for me to get a feel for where he's at right now. And it's not like Anthony Cook set the world on fire when he, when he got, got in, in late in the yeah. game. But let's assume this game, the LSU game, clearly is going to be a test because that corner, whoever it is, whether it's Boyce, Jameson, or Cook, they will they're going attacked. to get tested. Yeah, they will be attacked. So Early Matt, and often. Matt talked about getting you know best level on the field and talked about kind of the options you have at safety, and that's where I want to go. And if you made a comparison, Rod, Craig Niver is basically eating it like, a fine Brazilian steakhouse. He's yeah. flipping that card over to green. And he's like, give me some of that, some of that, give me some, some of that. that. Boom. Yeah. Stan Drayton right now is – Eating off the dollar menu at McDonald's because he don't have very many <laughs> options. He does. He's got no options. You got through this game. I thought it was the perfect. And Rod, I can't believe there were people texting and calling your show on Monday, wondering why Keontae Ingram didn't get more run. Yeah. My thought on that was, <laughs> that's just people look, who, yeah, he he averaged seven yards of carry. Yeah. These he had are fourteen humans. touches and a set a career high in all purpose yards. Yeah, and he got the hell out of there. Yep. 
That's a that was the per if you if you asked me ahead of time describe the perfect opener for Keonta Ingram exactly what happened yes. that would that would be it okay. you know at, at this point and I think they were being responsible and wise because they didn't want to overexpose him they know how fragile their running back position is now they yep. know how fragile now Sam is Sam even said it no design runs for me mm. all those runs were me scrambles. checking that was scrambles they didn't want they didn't no design yep. runs for Sam and yeah Keonta Ingram only fourteen touches but like I said you cannot. You can no longer afford to have any touches for Keonta Ingram that aren't uh, extremely valuable. They have to be important, relevant touches. High leverage. Anything that's, you know, the, the late game, irrelevant touches when you're up big, he doesn't. He needs to come off the field. I like the way you— For him, it's going to hurt his stats because mm-hmm. he's not going to be able to close again. He might not have a ton of 100-yard games. He might only have like one or two. Yeah. When are you going to—you're not going to—you shouldn't need him to close against— Kansas. Yeah, no, you it's like in baseball, a closer, high leverage yeah, in baseball is a bring in another closer. He's a high yeah. leverage guy. If the game's close and good, that's him. He's out of the that, high man. leverage guy. Yeah. If not, you need a middle reliever. That's throw, exactly right. Casey Thompson and Roshan Johnson did a pretty good job of closing out that Louisiana uh, Tech Man, game. I got to tell you, Roshan Johnson, I, you know. Made me feel a little better about I, what Yeah, he's, he's a natural runner. Though. He is a natural running back, man. That is not a, that's not a transition to him for all. That, at all. I mean, that looks like that's his natural position. And he hasn't played it looks since like he was nine. quarterback is going to be the position yeah. that he has to learn and adapt to. Running back, oh, dude, he looks well, like he is right at home I there. thought Tom Herman made a really good point that, you know, uh, he said it earlier in the week, but it really hit me when he said it. You know, being in, in the offense since the spring, like, Roshan, he knows protections. Yeah. He knows route the route tree. He basically knows everything you would need to know at that position. Converted QB, so, high IQ, picks and, it up quick. And yep. we talk about this all the time. Sure. And I heard I've heard Bucky Godbolt talk about Roshan Johnson. I value Bucky's opinions on running back because he recruited maybe the the best to ever do it on the forty acres, but and recruited some other good ones. He had he had Priest Holmes and Sean Mitchell and Wayne McGarrity. Yeah, so Bucky, oh, no. Bucky had a pretty damn talented running back room. And Bucky even talked about how that transition for Roshan Johnson, he looks natural. It, yeah. it looks like it works. And, you know, long-term is his future at quarterback? Hell, Rod, I don't know because <laughs> – You got some studs coming in. You got you, you got you. Not only do you have some studs coming in, but like you said, I, I just think he's so natural. And that's a position where usually you can tell really early if a guy's got it or not. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we can all sit here and say, yeah, he doesn't definitely doesn't look out of place and actually okay. look really good. That usually lends itself to a guy being successful at that position. No, I agree. Um, and I I never opposed the move. Actually, I thought it was a good move. I just think you need to, you know, you, you actually need to put, to, to put on some type of, you know, contingency plan or at least put it in place just in case something happens because he's a true freshman. Right. True freshmen just hit walls, man. They do. They just do. They all do. No matter how great they are, they just do. There's a lot of physicality. Look at look at look at Jordan Whittington. Yes. Look at look, look at Caden Stearns. Look at Ingram last look year. Look at Sam Ellinger. Look at Ingram last year. It's gonna happen. He's gonna even even with a little mop up duty, he's gonna hit a wall. Somebody's gonna hit him harder than he ever got hit. He's Football go, is violent. Like, it, it is, man. So I don't understand the reluctance to move Jake Smith there to running back too. I don't. They moved the linebacker there instead. I'm well, like, we'll Good we'll Lord. talk about we'll get into the Jordan Whittington situation here in a minute. But uh, my take on the Jake Smith situation is this, Rod, and I'm not disagreeing with you at all. I think there's going to be a package for Jake Smith at running back because I don't think they let him work pretty much an entire scrimmage at running back just for S's and grins. I agree. No, yeah. I'm with you. But and then he's now you might receiver. need to expedite that. Yeah. Now because now you have to divide up the carries differently because the point is you're going to get sucked into the trap of running Sam Moore. LSU, he's going to run. We all know that. We knew that before. But that's what happens in the biggest games, right? The biggest games of the year last year, Mm -hmm. Georgia, Oklahoma. Georgia had 21 Between the first OU Uh, game and the Georgia game, had 40 carries. Yeah, Yeah. he had 15 in the first Oklahoma matchup, 17 versus USC. In the biggest games, he's going to run the ball. We understand that. But now you're getting sucked into the trap of having to run him versus – you know, honestly, eight rushes might have been too much for Louisiana Tech. All right, it is time for our first break on this week's show. But on the other side, there is plenty of more Texas football talk. You're listening to Longhorn Blitz with Horns 24-7. Welcome back to Longhorn Blitz with Horns247.com. Once again, Jeff Howe. Let's start on the offense against the LSU defense. And if you try to watch the LSU defense against Georgia Southern, there's not much you can take from it because Georgia Southern's running the triple option. Other than the fact that, surprise, surprise, this LSU defense is really freaking fast and really freaking physical at every level. 
this is a game where you knew going into it you were going to have to unleash Sam Ellinger in the run game. Yeah, but we know the deal. while you were thinking maybe, yeah, that's probably 15 to 18 carries, I'm with you. Considering your running back situation, it's gonna be that's 20 to probably 25. 20 to 20. Uh, he had 21 versus Georgia. I'm thinking 25 versus LSU. And I don't mind it. I, I just I, I expect that. Now, here's the thing. We saw the Larry Fedora influence, in my opinion, versus Louisiana Tech. I think you maybe you're going to see some of that Andre Coleman influence versus yeah. LSU. A lot of design runs that protect your quarterback. A lot of innovative runs. Nobody did that better than K State in the Big Twelve in the hell. I don't know last decade. They always had a quarterback that was either leading their team in rushing or second on their team in rushing. I can go down the list of you, but they had a ton of mm-hmm. those guys. So I maybe you'll get some of that here. More design runs. They had no design runs called versus Louisiana Tech. I think that was intentional. That was them being vanilla. They'll unleash Bam Bam Sam versus LSU, and you'll see some design runs, very creative design runs. Rod, I'm fascinated. You might by see that 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 uh, what they call it, the pass run option now with yeah. the late, you know, what mm, I mean, kind of mm. a built in draw for Sam late in a play. Yeah, you might see you're going to see that versus I, LSU. I am fascinated by the matchup with the Texas offensive line and the LSU defensive line because the one thing the LSU defensive line is going to bring, they're going to bring a lot of mass at Texas and girth. I, I know Barton Simmons will talk about that here in, in just a little bit, but when you look at that Texas offensive line, Rod, this is a game where I think that through those five guys, if Texas wins, those five guys will collectively have had to play a really good game. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I, I agree with you. I, honestly, I just think the matchup is going to be more Sam, because I, I agree with you. I think that LSU defensive front may be able to stifle our traditional running game. That's traditional. It. That's their advantage. Exactly, traditional. But we always talk about they got the extension of the running game. They mm-hmm. use high percentage passes. They also have the run pass option now. That's an extension now of the running game, too. And, and they have Bam Bam Sam designed runs. So I think you may get more non-traditional runs from Texas in that game. Yeah. Even when, and Bam person, Bam Sam may be best on broken plays after the play. So there's totally that agree. additional aspect. Yeah, him him as a scrambler. So I, I really do. I, I think After that, LSU wins a play on defense. Yeah, so I don't know if Texas, I think, will be adequate up front. Um, we won't get dominated, but you know, I mean, LSU, man, that's. <laughs> I, I'm not going to. I'm not going to put into my prediction that Texas is going to win that battle. The battle I think that Texas is going to have to try to win some of is versus their secondary. I just wonder how they're going to attack that very talented secondary. Like that's what I wonder too, because that's 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 where LSU is going to win. They put those those DBs come down into the box, man. They play what they call a quarters package. They call it the big dime, where they play three big old safeties, man, and they bring them down in the box, just like Todd Orlando's doing with our versatile DBs. Yeah, Jacoby Stevens is a guy that looks like a linebacker, but he's yeah. a safety. And they got Todd Harris and Grant Delpit, so. They're gonna stop. I think they're gonna be effective against the run just because they're gonna bring so many people down to stop it. Uh, you're gonna have to get. You're gonna have to stretch that defense. You're gonna have to make them respect you in the passing game because they play man to man more than anybody in the SEC. They tell the last three years nobody plays more man to man arguably in the country. Why wouldn't than you? LA. exactly when you got the right, corners? They have. So they're cocky in that respect. They did the same thing against Louisiana Tech, which is why Adrian Hardy got ten receptions, 181 yards, two touchdowns. They're they're arrogant about their man coverage. They know they could cover as well as anybody in the country. You gotta test it. You got. You're gonna have to, because otherwise they're gonna make you one dimensional. You can't afford that. The kind of game Colin Johnson had two years ago against SC. That's the kind of game he's gonna need to have on it's, Saturday. Because you're gonna have a couple of situations where they're gonna leave him man to man. No, LSU is one of the mm-hmm. few teams that like we, no, we will play man to man on Colin Johnson. We don't give a damn, and they're doing. You have to make them pay. You have to make them pay for that. And that, that trust me, Brandon Eagles will definitely get man to man. Yes. All right. And Devin Duvernay in the slot. He's going to be matched up against their nickel. That's going to be big. You're going to have to take shots. That deep part of the offense of game plan and identity. That's going to be integral, man. Because that's how you're going to be able to stretch that defense and back those safeties off the line of scrimmage. And if you get that type of man coverage, it's a type of situation where a guy like Colin Johnson has the body type. Like he really mm-hmm. understands basically how to box out like you'd be getting a uh, mm-hmm. rebound or like say I saw Muhammad Sanu from Atlanta just sort of teaching this but just the ability to always catch the ball with your arms outstretched because you are able to basically box out with your rear side across the board and having that catch radius in that frame in a man-to-man situation with the height and the size that Colin is we saw his footwork on the sideline and then we've talked about all the way back to last year with the strong arm of Sam the ability to play on a plane 
playing above the defense. And if you can literally, inside your catch radius, even when well defended, still win plays, those are the type of things that really can be those margins. And the other one is having a quarterback that, say, if you do have a disadvantage, like we're talking on the D-line. Well, if you have something that on every play the D-line beats your O-line, but you have a quarterback that with his footwork can actually make a winning play play. and then has the ability, even when a guy is covered, to be able to get the ball and you still can have a chance to make plays. And then seeing Epps and Eagles and just their maturation and their ability with their body, Texas does have a freakish advantage when you go and look at it. Now, we're Mm -hmm. talking about in those type of situations are whenever you're going to be talking about when you're already getting beat and having the chance to win. That doesn't mean you will win, and those are hard plays to do, but very few college teams even have that luxury. No, no, I'm with you, but it's going to be a tall task. Yes. Yeah, because Georgia Southern, uh, their their lowest rushing uh, output of the season last year in a 10-3 season. This is Georgia Southern, I understand. It was 80 yards versus Clemson. So Clemson, best D line in all the college football last year. To right? your point though, that's a triple option team. So they triple option. That's all they do. Yeah. That's all they do. All right. So they had eighty yards rushing versus Clemson. LSU held them to seventy four. Hmm. All right. And this, this is a ten and three team last year. They won a scrub. They averaged one point nine yards per carry. They had, I think, they had a uh, six three hundred yard rushing games last year. That's all they do is run the ball. So I know that's Georgia Southern, and yes, Georgia Southern sucks. Whatever. But just a gauge how mm-hmm. good the defensive front is for LSU. Yeah, I, I it's think, pretty damn good. I think what you're going to have to do if you're Texas, and I know, look, they've got you know inside zone, outside zone. They got staples in their run game. I think you've got to take advantage of the athleticism, get guys on the edge, maybe some pin and pull stuff, misdirection. Because my point in that matchup was Rod, there aren't going to be very many times, if any, where you're just going to be able to hand it to Keonta Ingram and try to stuff it up inside for and, and hope you get four or five yards. A traditional running game. Happen. Yeah, great. It ain't going to happen. So, I, you know, but, but the Georgia, what they do against Georgia, right? They came out early. That They came up with the swing screens, got to the edges, uh, tried to stretch Georgia out horizontally, and then they could, then they that, tried to— That first play of the game they ran against Georgia, it, it's still—I uh, love the call because it's remember? almost yeah. like— it was a swing route, but it's almost like it was almost like Beck a long out. handoff because yeah. you got Andrew Beck in front of Trey Watson. It's just hey, and let's get our lead blocker out here where he's on a safety, not trying to lead block against the defensive end. But exactly, and it was right. It, it was actually it, to to match point. You were winning the numbers battle on the outside now. Forget mm-hmm. yeah, Georgia can outman us and they have more girth and size inside, and they can have more men in the box. But what if I take the running game outside to the perimeter really quickly? And now they and all then have to go lateral. We have yeah, and then we have a, a three. On two advantage or a four on three advantage, and you know, or even three on three. That's cool. I'll take it. I'll take having to beat one of your guys one on one just rather wear- than having me inside having to run through the tackles. So I agree. I think you kind of want to start somewhere around there. I, well, your game plan versus Georgia shouldn't be that. Away that far away from your game plan versus LSU. I Think about 100%. this: D lineman tooth, big body, three hundred pound bodies. They don't like having to run forty yards to the sp- sideline on dead sprints. And if you are doing yep. this as a philosophy over sixty minutes, it's like running in basketball and running a big off a of court. Like if you want to go and stop our run game, okay, well then we're going to make your entire team sprint forty yards over here and do it again and do it again. And that's if you're talking about mileage that players are running on the field during a game, that stuff adds up and it wears down those big guys and the SEC doesn't see that very often. Three or four yards a pop, man. That's what Texas is getting on those plays. And I think the the (laughs) advantage that Texas offense has in that regard is this is an offense that doesn't mind being patient if you want to make them drive it 12 plays, they'll drive it 12 plays. They don't 18 care. plays. Yep. Of, or we have 18 drives of 10-plus plays, the most in the FBS going back to the beginning of last year. Sam Ellinger converts, I want to say, number seven, 69% of the third and three or less rushes from last year. So you getting a third and three or short, bam, bam, Sam. You know what I mean? Fourth, You talk about fourth down <laughs> offense last year, second best in the country. So you're just trying to get to third and short and fourth and short continuously versus LSU. I think that's a win for you already. Yeah. And I know that sounds crazy, but that's when you want to test the LSU front, not well, early yeah. on. Going back to the LSU front of the Texas offensive line, I think the one matchup I'm most fascinated by is whenever Caleb on Chason gets matched up on Sam Cosme because Amen. if you're an NFL scout, it's beautiful. That's one ride you you want to watch every snap. Of yeah, that. no, I agree with you on that. Um, and it'll be an ultimate test for Sam McCosby too. I'm looking forward to it. I know he is too. Uh, that's going to be big. And Chase Sun's already talking a little trash and saying that Sam Ellinger is more of a runner than a passer. Or yeah, I watched. Uh, I was at NRG for that state championship game when North Shore beat Westlake, and those were pro- not probably those were the two best players on the field that day. Was Sam Ellinger and 
Caleb on Jason. Yeah. Well, both have gotten better. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, we'll see. We'll yeah. see on the big stage. On the biggest stage in college football. Right. So, Rod, the Texas defense against this LSU offense, and I got I want to give you time to – no, I don't need that go, much time. It'll go into um, that's pretty easy. I think play for it. We're talking about how much of the Georgia Southern LSU game we watched. Okay. I've watched like a condensed version of it. Didn't watch the whole thing. Rod, you said I think you got bored at like halftime. I half. couldn't do it anymore. It was Matt brutal. Matt made it through. I think a quarter, yeah. a quarter plus, first quarter. That's um, all you needed, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. LSU got a lot of short fields in that game, but Rod, we still got a really good idea of what this offense is going to be like. And I think the thing that surprised me most, we knew the RPO element was going to be there. Mm-hmm. And there's a number of different ways we can go. I'll just kind of give you the floor. I was surprised how much tempo they ran. LSU used a yeah. lot of tempo, and yep. they used it in different situations. There was one instance where they got to a fourth and two, and then boom, immediately went tempo and went to like an inside zone and popped it. And I'm like, oh, that's – I kind of remind you of like the Malzahn Browse way of mm-hmm. thinking, like, hey, in a situation like that, don't take your time, just boom, get up, get to the line, and get it called. Yeah, you and, see something you can exploit, why waste time? Why, why, why yeah. huddle? Just go get it. it it's yeah. just weird because it, it's weird for me because you've seen LSU's offense, gosh, they've been in the Stone Age for so long, and now just to see them be able, I mean, 21st we, saw century. Some, we saw them using the slot fade, they're using all kinds of different route concepts we mm-hmm. haven't seen them use before. It was funny, uh, I thought about this, I was like, literally for the history of LSU football, they've never had like a pass focus offense and nope. the first time texas choose to play them they have <laughs> modernized their offense and we get lsu with a modern offense so Very true. It, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's fascinating stuff the history to look of at, Rod. Yeah. and right. i know you want to touch on their personnel and, and you know they've got a couple guys you know thaddeus moss being one by the way thaddeus moss the son of randy moss if the number and last oh i didn't know that familiar. oh nice um but it's just the way the way they use their personnel use it in different formations they were running, you know, they were on that slot fade and they ran it with a couple of different guys. Yep. Just, it, it's, the bottom line is, and I know I'm repeating myself, it's just weird for me to see LSU with an offense that looks like it fits in 2019. It's scary, man. It'd be like watching the Cowboys offense be modernized. Like, what yeah, it really would. Yeah. <laughs> this no. is weird. Yeah, it um, is. But it, no, it's, it's all about Joe Brady and Joe Burrow. Uh, and Tom Herman has been very complimentary. Joe Burrow said, of all the junior quarterbacks he's ever recruited, Tom Herman said Joe Burrow was the had the highest football IQ out of any uh, junior quarterback he ever recruited. That's because his dad is coach a coach. Kid. His dad was a, a coach at the college level for a long time, just retired so he can watch his son coach. But Joe Brady, he was uh, basically an offensive analyst for the Saints. So a lot of people assumed, including myself, that he would have more Sean Payton um, in his DNA uh, then Joe Moorhead, who was his other, I think, the kind of influence in his offensive uh, kind of offensive career so far. But in that first game for LSU, they played mostly 11 personnel, which Tom Herman likes to do too. Joe, Moore, Joe Moorhead, I believe, was an 11 personnel guy 90% of the time, much like Sean McVay in the NFL. So you play one back, one tight end, but you, you use a lot of different formations, a lot of different, per, a lot of different groupings, and you use – Different guys playing what he calls positionless football, and he said it before. His players do—they no longer learn positions; they only learn routes and concepts. So they have a—I think a tight end, a six-five tight end, Stephen Sullivan. He was mm-hmm. a wide receiver last year, but now they're using him as a tight end. Do they move him around the formation? He'll play third receiver. He'll be on the outside, and they just look for a different matchup advantages with him in the slot. They threw him. They threw it to him in the slot versus Georgia Southern. I'm sure Jeff, you saw that. So that's what they're trying to do now: positionless football. And because of that, it gives them the ability to be multiple. And you're going to see them run run pass option. They're going to be up tempo. They're going to run a lot of 11 personnel. And they're going to run a lot of different formations out of 11 personnel. Empty formations. They're going to run four wide. They're going to run 21 personnel, bringing the big tight end back in the backfield. They're going to do a lot of funky stuff. They didn't Some do, do quite a bit of tight like tight bunch formations. They like the uh, bunch and what they call the starburst, yeah. where basically like mm-hmm. two or three different guys running different directions, running routes, forcing the defense to either play a zone concept or forcing you to play high-low or inside out on them. You know what I mean? I got the inside cut. You got the outside cut. So they basically are going to, because of that, they're going to keep teams from being able to bump and run and be physical. You can't bump and run. It's hard to bump and run a, a, a bunch formation like that because you get picked off. Yeah, because even we saw – we haven't seen Tom Herman do it that much at Texas, but he did a lot at U of H because now – all of a sudden, once you think you've got to figure it out, then you're changing like the release times of different guys. You like, are. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And number two, oh, yeah, he's on a delayed release, and now I'm wrong, and this yeah. guy's running free. So, yeah, it's last, the whole timing of the offense. And last year, LSU had a hard time protecting the passer. 
this year, the way they're going to remedy that is just putting more receivers in routes, so more five receiver routes. So if Texas is going to blitz, they're not going to keep in, like they were old school, they would just keep in more bodies yeah. to protect, right? Uh, we're just going to go max protect and send out two receivers on routes. Like, no, no, no. Let's just send out five receivers on routes. One of them. When they come, one of these guys going to be wide open. We'll just depend on Joe Burrow to make the right decision. Rod, start with you. First off, Matt, yes, sir. I believe at last check I saw, I believe the Vegas consensus was LSU a five-point favorite. Yes. And I think the over-under, I think I saw it was a 50, right, 56. Did it get to 56? I have 55 as you a 55? consensus. Okay. So, Rod, there's your over-under. Yeah, there's Tom Herman is an underdog. That's and good. Let me just say it one more time for everybody to hear it. Tom Herman is an underdog against the spread at Texas. At Texas. Eight, two, and one. Five outright wins. So, Rod, the floor's yours. What do you think? Man, since 2015, Tom Herman's with 13, 2 and 1. <laughs> 10 outright wins. 15, 1 and 1 as a dog since 2015. Yeah. Oh, is there a 15, 1 and 1 as a dog? Yeah, okay. he was 5 and 0 oh at Houston. But 10 wins, right? 10 outright wins as a dog? Oh, I is bet so. I'm not oh, okay. sure on that. Um, I'm just covering uh, spreads. Oh, man, I got you. I got beats. you. Um, okay. Well, I'm gonna go. Man, I've been picking Texas all all year, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stay with Texas. I think Sam's special. I think Tom Herman has Dave Aranda's number. Go back and I think Tom Herman has outscored Dave Aranda's defenses by like like sixty points or something in the times they faced. The, now that, that was with Ohio that, State. That, that Big Ten championship game where Ohio State beat Wisconsin was like fifty nine nothing. Yeah, they, I mean he's put it on him. So I'm gonna go with that. I'm gonna go with Sam being a special player. And Texas being at home, and I think this might be the biggest home game that Texas football has ever had. Yeah, uh, so don't don't hit me up with that, Matt. But, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll let you finish this up because I I got a feeling I know where you're going um, with it. Um, I, I'm going to take LSU, and wow, I'll gladly be wrong. I just think at the end of the day, when you look at the two rosters, I think what the LSU roster looks like right now is what the Texas roster is going to look like next year. I still think this Texas team is a year away, and that's not to say that they won't compete in this game. I think they're going to cover. It's an Ed Orgeron game, so I think it's going to be a, some kind of funky-looking score at the end of the day. Okay, I'll, I'll take LSU in a final 26-24. Okay. <laughs> you have the same um, – nearly the same type of score as I do. And, like, looking at it, uh, I was going back and forth, as both of you were, and sort of felt like a homer if I stuck with my Texas pick because all offseason at home, all the trends – fit yeah. with it it looks feel, good yeah. and I really do think like you have the home field situation really does help and like you said Jeff it's good for the matchup that say the best team possibly is the road team this year and next year it only makes the game better because yeah. the home team is the one that may be a little bit deficient compared to the other but I can go with Texas winning 27 26 it's like you have Dicker missing the game winner I have him making it or something yeah that's a good one yeah I'll go 31-28, Texas. All right, a little pause for the cause right here. One more break on the show, but when we come back, we will wrap this thing up and put it in the oven on this edition of Longhorn Blitz with Horns 24-7. Do you want to learn to speak a new language but don't have enough time? Then you need to try Babbel, the language learning app with plans at up to 50% off right now at babbel.com. Babbel's lessons are just 15 minutes or less, and you can go at your own pace. You'll be amazed at how easy Babbel makes it. For a limited time, get select Babbel plans for up to 50% off. Just go to Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. I want to keep my heart healthy, so I get my cholesterol checked regularly. And when my doctor told me my cholesterol was borderline, I found garlic. According to my pharmacist, there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. And one garlic tablet is equal to a whole clove of garlic, except it's odor-free. Yep, I'm doing what I can for my cholesterol, and I'm doing it with garlic. Garlic, cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. 
When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. Honey, I just switched the family to Boost Mobile and we got so much more. Awesome. Like what? We got four free LG Stylo 5 phones for the whole family. Four lines for just $25 per line per month with unlimited gigs. I smashed up the car a bit. And they have a super reliable, super fast nationwide network. Whoa, four free LG... Wait, back up. Did you just say you... Four free LG Stylo 5 phones? Yep. No, no. Something about the car? Oh, you mean Boost Super Reliable Super Fast Network. Before that, the car smashing thing. What? The smashing deal we got? Four lines for just $25 per line per month? No. Between the four lines for $25 per line per month and the unlimited gigs part, you said I smashed up the car a bit. I did. It's completely smashed. We need a new vehicle. But four free phones. Boost Mobile, the switch that gives you more. Offer ends 916.19 or while supplies last. Requires one port from eligible carrier and activation. One free device per line. Includes mobile optimized data. Additional terms and restrictions apply. Offers and covers not available everywhere. See BoostMobile.com or retailer for full details. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. Honey, I just switched the family to Boost Mobile and we got so much more. Awesome. Like what? We got four free LG Stylo 5 phones for the whole family. Four lines for just $25 per line per month with unlimited gigs. I smashed up the car a bit. And they have a super reliable, super fast nationwide network. Whoa, four free LG... Wait, back up. Did you just say you... Four free LG Stylo 5 phones? Yep. No, no. Something about the car? Oh, you mean Boost Super Reliable Super Fast Network. Before that, the car smashing thing. What? The smashing deal we got? Four lines for just $25 per line per month? No. Between the four lines for $25 per line per month and the unlimited gigs part, you said I smashed up the car a bit. I did. It's completely smashed. We need a new vehicle. But four free phones. Boost Mobile, the switch that gives you more. Offer ends 916.19 or while supplies last. Requires one port from eligible carrier and activation. One free device per line. Includes mobile optimized data. Additional terms and restrictions apply. Offers and coverage not available everywhere. See BoostMobile.com or retailer for full details. Welcome back to Longhorn Blitz with Horns247.com. Here again is Jeff Howe. For Matt, for Rod, for everybody at the Austin Radio Network and the Horn, 104.9, 101.9 AM, 1260, streaming on the Horn app and at hornfm.com, where you can get Rod on the Rodcast each and every weekday from 1 to 3. Shameless plug. Sorry, <laughs> Don't forget you can get this <laughs> podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere you get your podcasts. And thanks to Matt, you can get our archives, classic shows, classic interviews on the Longhorn Blitz SoundCloud page. Yep, just type in Longhorn Blitz. For the Horn family, for the Horns 24-7 family, I am Jeff Howe. Thank you so much for downloading and listening, and we will catch you again on the next episode. You've been listening to Longhorn Blitz with Horns247.com. Remember, for the latest Longhorn news 24-7, visit Horns247.com.